What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hi everyone, Saint Man here. This video is brought to you by a donation from John, and he's got a bit to say. So before I share his words, let me tell everyone about today's sponsor, Chris Waylett. He's a U.S. business tax expert serving clients in North America and abroad. The first consultation is always free, just like men going their own way. He's also a fellow MGTOW and will keep your pills red, but brings your books back to black. Reach out to Chris Whalen, CPA, today for all your personal and business accounting needs before taking care of your sexual needs. Sponsor link is down below. Anyways, here's what John has to say, and I quote, Hi, Sandman. After graduating from the University of Houston, I entered the oil refinery industry. My father was a superintendent and needed someone to do all the logistics, timekeeping, reports, and payroll. I traveled around the United States and didn't really hang out with the workers because my father kept me close and I guess didn't want me to pick up on the bad habits of refinery workers. Once in a while, the workers would actually come to me asking for their advice on their per diem, meal money, because they wanted to take out whatever girl they hooked up with, either at a job site or a new location we would be at. Later, the company would get bigger jobs outside the United States. One in particular was Venezuela. Once we got there, the workers immediately went out and by the second or third day had gotten a girlfriend. I never really noticed when I started, but every hotel or motel we stayed at was turned into a bordello by our workers. Many motels and hotels would welcome in and cater to any incoming refinery tower service. Venezuela is when my eyes were opened, mainly because I had to deal directly with the hotel managers, which were coincidentally all young, gorgeous females. It got so bad that the female manager asked me to tell the guys to bring in their companions for the night through the back entrance of the hotel. I tried my best, and unfortunately, one of the workers told the owners. The owners called a meeting and told them that Company X is paying their paychecks and to let them do whatever they wanted. This in turn caused many of the girls to play the game and started hooking up with our workers and foremen. Now the main reason why the owners let the workers do anything they wanted was because our company made a deal with the owners to pay them directly in U.S. currency to their offshore accounts. This is also true for the hardware stores, welding, and safety stores I dealt with. No U.S. currency went through Venezuelan banks because of the low exchange rates. The first time I went there, we all got our bolivars from the Venezuelan airport. At the time, it was one U.S. dollar for three bolivars. Some of the workers were approached by taxis or bus drivers offering four bolivars or five. They didn't question if the money was real or not. After a while, the workers were finding people offering higher exchange rates. It got so bad and dangerous that we had a hard time finding a single person to exchange our money with for the safety of our workers. This also wasn't a one-time thing. I went to Venezuela over eight times over the years, but the company did go back many other times 
with their logistics guys. Every time that I went, we had about 30 or 40 guys, and all of them were looking for a better exchange rate. During that time, we never questioned or checked if the money was real. Neither did the young women that were being treated by our workers. I understand that many, if not most, the young and older women wanted out of their current socioeconomic problems. But it got so bad that many times we had to send a worker back home with a stack of bank debit cards from our workers so they could withdraw and bring back U.S. dollars. The hardest part is when we actually were leaving and I had to tell those young and older women I couldn't give out personal information regarding our workers. I can't tell you how many times I heard X promised me that he would marry me or take me away, etc. It was difficult, but it opened up my eyes on how opportunistic both men and women are when they're free of constraints when they're in a different place. It's really opened my eyes and I avoid clubs, restaurants, and hotels near large refinery plants. More than likely, all these women have seen more than one guy. That's not to say that the men aren't at fault. That's not to say that the men aren't at fault as well. Because over 90% of the men I worked with were married to children and they acted like kids at a candy store, trying out all variety of women in Venezuela, as well as Colombia, South Africa, and Trinidad, to name a few of the places that I worked in. I just wanted to give you some insight regarding my job. And also some clue as to why so many Venezuelans, along with others, are coming to the United States. Some may be trying to find those guys that left them holding the babies or baby. Don't let MGTOW fail and keep it going strong. Well, John, thanks for the donation as well as the topic. Those women that would come to you demanding the contact information of your co-workers that promised to marry them and how to reach out to them were playing the part of the victim. How do you actually know that those guys promised to marry them in the first place? Those women wanted you to feel sorry for them so you would spill the info. You did say that 90% of them had wives and children at home, so clearly for the vast majority, marrying wasn't going to happen. Maybe one or two here or there would actually have a Venezuelan secret bride. You also say that these oil workers were like kids in a candy shop. More like gents in a gonorrhea shop. I take it this is all before Hugo Chavez even took power. I see those Venezuelan girls in groups on Chatterbait, trying to get tips for tricks. This idea of men and women taking advantage of each other in foreign lands is also not uncommon. Someone recently, I remember watching films where Vietnamese women were being taken advantage of by American GIs in the late 60s and early 70s. There's even a famous Chuck Norris film where he actually goes back to find his wife in Vietnam. He thought she was dead, but she's alive and he has a kid with her. The name of it kind of skips me right now. Guys are geomaxing with regards to the highest quality of women that they can get. Venezuelan women are better looking and better behaved, at least at first by a mile to the American ones, and Venezuelan women are trying to max out and get some of the best paid Western men working in the oil patch. Easy six-figure salaries when times are good. That would be the... When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Equivalent of an American woman catering to aliens from outer space, hypothetically, that make a million dollars a year. That's how large the difference is financially between the locals and the Americans, all for opening up their cooch. I also know that the boom towns in the Wild West with gold mining face the same slutty situation. In many towns, one third of the women were prostitutes looking to cash in on the gold that men were mining with the gold between their legs. One mining town I visited and made a video about called Castle Dome Ghost Town, which you can also find on YouTube if you do a search for that term, actually has a bathtub in its collection that the prostitutes would carry from mining camp to mining camp. 
to bathe the men before doing their magic. But I say the real magic is how they got them to part with their moolah for muff in the first place. Even back then, men wanted to make it big in Arizona territory. Then head back east where either their wife was waiting for them or they could find one that was better than the brothel babe. With regards to Venezuela, it's a good combination of women from the third world and men from the first world. The men get access to women with better bodies and youth, and the women get access to men that they never would have gotten in their country, financially as well as skin-wise. But what I can't figure out is that if 90% of the men you were working with had secret wives and girlfriends at home, how the locals didn't figure that out. The women must have talked to one another about it and knew all about it. But maybe they were hoping they would get one of the men that was the 10% that didn't have a wife, and that he would simp out and ship them back home with them. One guy that's married to a Venezuelan woman is our future Prime Minister in Canada, Pierre Polyver. Mind you, she came here at the age of eight. She's probably going to be taking credit for making him the man that he is today as well. He's a career politician, and back in 2004, when he became the youngest member of Parliament at the age of 25, they used the nickname Skippy for him. I attribute his recent success with learning about politics and working in it for almost 20 years. He was even a cabinet minister from 2013 to 15. He was probably tapped on the shoulder a long time ago, before he began tapping his Venezuelan wife. Like Justin Trudeau, he hates it when you insult his wife. One guy's on the left and the other guy's on the right, but they're both united in their blue-pilled ways. I think the desperation going on in Venezuela right now is going to be coming to a western country near you. It looks like if other countries follow England's lead and start printing money again and stop raising interest rates, that inflation will get out of control. The Cantillion effect will be in full effect. The way it is in Venezuela where those closest to the money printers will get the most value. But first we have to go through the horrendous period of deflation as interest rates go up and crash the economy. Every year it's a new money story. In 2019 we were going up. In 2020 with COVID we were going down and crashing. In 2021 we went up and now in 2022 we're down again. I suspect that by the mid-10 to 2023 we'll be up again but probably just nominally. All that volatility scares people away from financial assets. But if hyperinflation comes, the assets you'll want to own will be energy and food production companies. People have to eat and heat themselves, and transport is vital to that. People still have to eat something and heat themselves in the winter. And if they don't do either of those things, then they die. If you cut them off from those things, before they die, they ride, loot, and kick out the government. So those are the assets you want to own in addition to being in things like Bitcoin and physical precious metals. If you look at the spot price, silver is officially $19 an ounce right now, as of scripting this video. This works out to roughly $27 Canadian. But if you want to buy a coin on the market, they run for around $50 Canadian with shipping. That's almost double the price. The official price and then the one on the street have completely decoupled. I think before we head into hyperinflation, there's one more market crash that'll wipe most people out and make assets worth a lot less. And then after that, blast off in price, but collapse in purchasing power. I'll keep you guys posted about that in the near future because soon most women might be treating men in the West the way that women treat men in Latin America. The desperation will finally bring balance to the sexual marketplace once again. When women are in survival mode, they try and latch on to a good man as fast as they can, even if that means he's not faithful. I'm not stupid and I realize that most of the women in Venezuela going after the Western men probably knew that they were married. They did it anyway because they were gambling that he was one of the 10% that wasn't married and they could still get more money from that man than working a regular job.
Plus, if they didn't catch them, then they could just wait for the next oil worker to show up. They'd probably increase their notch count riding the oil rig worker rooster roller coaster until they found a man that would eventually allow them to coast through life as his temporary wife. Until she got her green card and found Chad from her own background in California. I'm tired of humans taking advantage of others based on information the other side doesn't have or understand. It's a shitty situation, but I guess we need to accept it as part of life. Anyways, that's it for today. Thanks again to John for the donation as well as the topic. Don't forget to smash the like button the way that Venezuelan women smashed oil workers and yanked them by their jerker line to get above the poverty line. Bang the bell and check out the mystery link. Follow me on BitChute, Twitter, and Facebook to get tomorrow's video today. Subscribe to me on Minds, Odyssey, and MakeDown.tv to get the video for the day after tomorrow. This channel's been demonetized, and if you want to help me keep making content, then please support me through Subscribestar. There's a link to it in the description. Or you can do an hour-long coaching chat with the Sandman for $45. US And I won't rush you out the door like a cheap whore. Thanks for taking your daily dose of red pills. And remember, a red pill a day keeps the Canadian prime ministers and politicians that lose their minds when you criticize their wives away. So enjoy the rest of your day. And cheers. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.